Black Bears eat. I don't know. You guys are here. It's Friday night. It's the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. Hooray! Huzzah! It's time for comedy from all of your favorite MutinyRadio.fm comedians who are here to make you laugh. That's what they live for. That's what they'll die for. I don't know, I don't know what they'll die for. Uh, hey, if, if you're faced with a black bear and you try to give him ivy, it's not going to work. Your first comedian. Uh, if you haven't ever been here to the happy hour, you should know the way it works is that we have four minute sets and they are punctuated at three minutes by a big horn, which lets everybody know that you have one minute left. So wrap it up and let's all have a good time here on the happy hour. I hope everyone has drinks in their hands, keeping them inside the building because the ABC is after us at all times, just like the CIA. The LBGTQA. I don't know. I'm just making up letters and numbers. Your first comedian tonight. She's going to make you laugh uh, until you uh, start leaking from your side like a river. Uh, she's a lovely human being. Put it, your hands together for Brooke Heineken. It's great to be back. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, how are you guys all doing? Great. Good. I know you all, this is exciting. Um, maybe you won't judge me for this new stuff. Um, so anyway, I, I did just get back, I've been gone for about a month, uh, and I've learned a couple of new Irish phrases, things that the Irish say. Uh, the first is which, when they're having a good time, they call it good crack. And one of my friends turned to me after he said that, and he's like, oh, sorry, I forgot, you don't have that in San Francisco. And I was like, oh no, we got plenty of good crack. <laughs> um, what? No, sorry, they're talking about. Ugh. Um, so I'm working on this bit, and I tried to do it last night, and it didn't go very well, so I will take any and all feedback. I feel like I'm dressed in theme for the bit. Um, I talk on stage a lot about my dad and the number of kids he has and how he's really trying to keep our whole family together, uh, which is something he's going to take with him. Like, he's going to be trying to keep our family together until he dies and after. Uh, he has a plot for us. Uh, like a like a like a like a like a ground family plan with a with a never-ending contract. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, he used to take us there for picnics as a kid. Well, no, because it's a it's in a cemetery slash arboretum, which is like nature's combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> Back in Ohio, um, you've probably seen it too if you've ever received a family Christmas card of ours. We take our pictures there. Um, yeah, but he'd be like, he would used to take me there as a kid. We'd walk around and look at all the trees and be like, here's where they're going to plant the Buckeyes. Here's where we're going to plant you. <laughs> um, but okay, the other thing, if you've listened to my comedy a lot, you also know that at this point, my dad has seven kids. And what I don't think he planned for when he bought the plot was the fact that he was going to have seven kids and I don't I don't think we're gonna fit in the family plot. I just I also don't know how he decides. Maybe that's why he's been rating us my whole life is like to average it out at the end to see who gets to stay in the plot. Uh, but at this rate we're all gonna have to like I, I don't know how it's gonna be or we're gonna like stand up like the terracotta soldiers. Or if he keeps having kids at this rate it's gonna be like a like a crowded elevator. Just like for the rest of our lives. Uh, but you know what they say, better to be on the family tree than planted under it. <laughs> no, all right, I'll give that one up. Also, if I do ever write a story about this whole, like, my family's too big, 
slash also too large to fit in this plot. I'm going to call it the plot thickens. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, they have a saying uh, in Ireland also, when you cheer somebody, you say, Sancha, exactly. Uh, but uh, they finish it up there with, uh, it's a whole thing, and you say, Sancha more boss, no, Sancha more August boss and Aaron, which means cheers, or like super cheers, and I hope you die in Ireland. Which is their way of saying, like, I hope you get to come back home at the end of your life. But can you imagine if we did the exact same thing? Like, cheers, and I hope you die in San Francisco. <laughs> like, it's not as heartwarming because it's just a little too plausible. <laughs> but it'll be because of the good crack. My name is Brooke. Thanks, guys. She never dies. Yay. Forever, never, and always. Yay. Uh, the also goes same uh, sentiment for your next comedian, who's like the sweetest person who ever lived and uh, cares about other people's feelings, which is uh, unique uh, coming from stand up comedians. So, what a lovely human being who's also very funny. Put your hands together for Louisa Isbell. The man in the moon. I'll sing Thanks, Pam. Um, I like that you talked about what's the crack or crack because uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Olympics at all. You probably didn't watch any of the rowing because it was on at four in the morning because people <laughs> don't care about it. But these two Irish rowers won and they were just like so the underdog and they're doing a post-game interview and they're just like, oh, what's the crack, man? And people were just like, we just cut, cut away. <laughs> like No one can understand. It was really endearing. I hope to go there someday. Um, so this week is my three-year anniversary of living in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, and I was just like doing a little reflecting on what brought me out here. And it was like a really shitty software sales job, which now I'm really grateful for because I'm here. But um, I don't know, just like looking back on the process of how it happened was just really bizarre. Like I had an interview, a college recruiter came to my university and I just like had the job within six hours of the first interview, which like shouldn't happen. Like it takes longer to make um, a brisket than it did for me to acquire like a, a life changing or just like a path of my life altering career, which in hindsight I don't think bodes very well. Um, and also I found out about the job on the back of a newspaper, which is a weird way for a millennial to find out about anything. <laughs> It was in the classifieds next to like old women selling and buying parakeets. So just found my, found my life's calling there. Um, I really hate the interview question, why, why us? Why do you want to work here? Because I feel like it's really obvious that it's because I meet an acceptable number of the required <laughs> criteria, right? I don't know. I just, I think it's a really frustrating question. Yeah, and they hired, um, they hired 400 of us at a time of, just a bunch of recent college graduates and put us all in a hotel for two months of training, just a bunch of horny degenerates and business casual <laughs> learning acronyms. Um, yeah, based on the amount of sex that I like know people were definitely having, it's, it's really likely that we just created like our own corporate brand branded strain of super chlamydia <laughs> by the end of it. Like if you didn't leave with HPV, you were a fucking nerd. <laughs> You just weren't having a good time. And yeah, and I think the only requirements to 
have earned this job, to deserve this job, or to be like an athlete or good looking, but please be both. Um, and they, yeah, I think they really wanted athletes because like we're really competitive, um, but also like really easily manipulated um, our minds. And it was kind of ironic because like for being so eager to please, um, every one of my coworkers, there were two of them, it's not a lot, that I encountered like in a sexual context during that training just like had, just pretended to have never encountered like the female orgasm before. Um, yeah, it was like, it's like it wasn't even a myth to them because I feel like acknowledging something as a myth implies like the possibility of it existing. Like it's, a, it's like crossed your mind before. Um, yeah, but I was like, all right, like your turn. And he was like, no English. <laughs> it's just not, wasn't gonna happen. It's just something he'd never encountered in his years of pounding chicks at UCSB. So those are my coworkers, all of them. And uh, yeah, those are all the male coworkers and like the female coworkers, um, super sweet, but just like incredibly uninspired. I think the word is basic. It's okay, to, it's like okay to be basic. It's just like it is what it is. Um, I think like as a collective, they were all raised by the sales section at Forever 21, <laughs> which sounds like a really mean thing to say about someone and maybe it is, but I think it's just like, it's just, it's just accurate. Um, yeah, and when we arrived for our first day of work, I think it's like fair to say we were definitely bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and we just left like utterly taxidermied. Just like really well manicured but dead behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah, corporate America is really depressing. I don't know. Um, I've got other dumb jokes about my job, but um, I also just wanted to really quickly ask, do you guys ever go out and then look at your, your iPhone notes the next day and you just have like really bizarre stuff written down and you have just have no idea what it means? Last weekend, I looked at the, the next morning and I had American Psycho is no spy kids, which I think is really accurate. I don't know if anyone wants to talk about what that might mean later. I'd love to discuss it. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm Louisa. Kids was directed by Robert Rodriguez, so I think that there was definitely something happening there with the Robert Rodriguez version of Spy Kids. Uh, also, yeah, from Dust Till Dawn, yeah, absolutely. He loves vampires and fun Disney movies, and, and Miley Cyrus is truly a vampire. Uh, your next comedian, uh, keep, keep it going for Luis Isbell, yay! yay! Making us think about weird shit, yay! In a cute, tight little skirt and stuff. Uh, we're just gonna keep this objectification train a rolling with your next comedian wearing those cute pants that I, sometimes I look at myself in the mirror like, oh, these are Jenny Hogan pants, like I can see my butt, it's so cute. She is cute, but she's also very funny. I'm sorry I objectify women comedians, it's just because I'm a feminist, I'm a horrible person. Put your hands together, it's Jenny Hogan! I, I wear the same pants every day, I do. <laughs> I actually wear the same thing every day, and then um, Jeff Dean told me I had to stop wearing the jacket that I wore every day, so I wore a different one, but I don't think he meant for me to ever wear it like this, because <laughs> not like a look that non-mom should pull off. Um, okay, this is gonna be kind of different. I hope, fuck you, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay. This is going to be I'm gonna have a long day. Uh, guys, okay. So according to a recent poll, um, women think it would be like really good to have a female president because it would cause women in the U.S. to get taken a lot more seriously. But when asked if they were supporting Hillary Clinton, the most common response was like, 
Well, I like like her, but I just don't like love her. You know what I mean? I'm just like not sure I'd want to like have brunch with her, but like maybe she like knows a lot about like policy and shit. <laughs> Wasn't that good? <laughs> Hillary Clinton's pneumonia is getting a huge amount of press, like a huge amount, which I find really sexist because all of our male presidents like have gone on to die, you know? <laughs> Almost all of them. <laughs> we keep on electing them, so it's <laughs> fucked up. Um, so like, you know, Samsung had this huge reef call because of the iPhones catching on fire. Apple also has been having iPhones catch on fire. It's a new thing, breaking story. Um, according to Siri, Siri reported saying, my bad, I thought they said, light up on fire, not text mom and tell her we're gonna be 10 minutes late. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stop doing this in a second. Let me just, <laughs> just think of like one more really bad one. Um, okay, there's been a recent increase in like a new literary genre, or like a new literary genre is forming. It's called self-help books for single women with cats. <laughs> Otherwise known as self-help books. Uh, Kendall Jenner told Cosmo that she stays in shape with a 10-minute workout plan. Just 10 minutes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Kendall Jenner, supermodel, 10 minutes. The trick is that she does it nine times a day. Uh, okay, okay, so apparently Chris Christie, you guys know him, governor of New Jersey, a former Trump backer, is now turning more towards supporting Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he might turn back again, but if he does, it will happen, like, very slowly. He doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't move very quick. Um, so, I'm just gonna this. Uh, someone told me I should, uh, I was complaining about my job. Did you, did you light me to horn me? <laughs> I was complaining about my job and someone told me I should start keeping a gratitude journal. Like, instead of complaining, I was like, okay, thing number one, I'm grateful I'm not the kind of asshole who would suggest keeping a gratitude journal <laughs> as a solution to someone's problems. Um, I, uh, I used to use tampons, but I had to stop. It was too much commitment. I needed something with no strings attached. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gonna maybe not do the political. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, so I don't know, like, what, so people keep throwing around this term sex positive. Like, I'm not totally sure what it means. Is it, like, pro-sex in general, like, do more sex, or is it, like, everyone should be able to have sex or whatever? Like, either way, I'm cool with it. Um, one, I'm not totally sure what it means. One thing I do know is that like my stand-up routine is like sex negative. Like that's definitely, like I think that anyone who's ever watched my stand-up would agree that that's true. I only like having really gentle sex um, because I'm like a very light sleeper. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't describe myself as uh, sexually active. Um, for one thing, I don't have sex very often, but also when I do, there's nothing active about my behavior. Like, I'm, I'm very still. I typically don't move unless explicitly asked. <laughs> I would call myself sexually present, though. Like, I try to stay in the moment, unaware. All right, bye, guys. I'm Jane. is what you're doing. You're listening to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. If you're wondering what we're playing in the fills, it's good times from the 40s because nothing goes with sad comedians from 2010s like the 40s. The, street, the city charmer, the farmer, the man in the moon. 
right? Fun times. So many fun times. You're going to love your next comedian. He's a tall drink of water right out of 1940. He actually looks like he mowed your lawn in 1950. He was best friends with the beef. Uh, and I think he beat a Betty Haskell once. Put your hands together. It's Cole Chapman. In a little honky-tonky village in Texas, there's a guy who plays the best piano by far. He can play piano anyway. That's, that oh, thank you. That's fun. You, you're on this 40s music tip. It's like we're all about to buy a bunch of Wrigley's or some shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't really know much about you said a lot of names, and I didn't know any of them. So you know, I know the lawn part. I can mow a lawn. I don't know if I look like I'm going to mow one in the 40s, though. I'm not. I am oppressively white, though, so that kind of counts. But I don't know about the rest. This is not very 40s look. This is kind of just a gross 2010s look. Kind of like this riffing. OK, let's go on. <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It could be. I don't know if I'm at that level yet to pull off the dick mic, nor is my dick at the audible level for it to really register anything. I don't know. We could try it sometime. I'm not feeling it right now, to be honest. This is not an improv thing. I could be like, yes, and. What are you talking about? Quit pointing at the dick mic and then pointing at me. <laughs> as if there's some kind of connection to be made. Not yet, I need to train. Okay, what are we talking about? I don't know, football. Let's talk about football. Hey guys, who's excited for football? Yeah, no, no, no not at all. Huh? No, and then probably not. Okay, <laughs> just, just gonna guess. Jeff Dean's into football. Yeah, there he is. I love football, it's my favorite thing, but I now I have to consider it a guilty pleasure because uh, there's a lot of news stories about them getting into trouble. Uh, and I got to kind of defend that. And this girl I'm seeing, was, uh, she was like, why do you like football? It's such a, they protect these, you know, child abusers, these domestic abusers and stuff. And I was like, listen, all right, what's your guilty pleasure? She was like, chocolate. I was like, all right, well, what would you do if you turn on the news and it was like, hmm, chocolate just beat its wife? Oh, shit. <laughs> just like, oh, damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'd probably be like, well, there's probably two sides of the story. Like, you, you got to defend your guilty pleasure. You can't just cast chocolate to the side. You're still going to be eating it. You got to rationalize this, okay? I'm not sitting here enjoying it. Like, I'm like, look, I understand it's a reality, but I'm addicted to this and I got to stick with it. It's my down low guilty pleasure. I can't give it up so quick. That's wrong. Right, Brooke? You know. Good crack. Exactly. Talking about football. I used to play football. Surprise. I know. What? <laughs> An audible what from the crowd? Uh, a lot of people are surprised by that because I kind of look like a sentient Gumby. I'm just like walking around, I'm like, how you doing? We were like, hmm. like this is the least tough person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> a surprise again. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of would be the guy who runs out and then just gets leveled immediately. And then we watch the game tape and everyone make fun of me. And I was like, this isn't fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I was never really into the football scene though because everyone there is like hyper masculine, right? They're always like, you know wrestling, you know, like working out and like tank tops and stuff, and like punching each other's dicks and stuff. And I was just like never really into that, <laughs> you know? Because cause the thing about masculinity, I always feel like it's just kind of gay. You know what I mean? Does this, <laughs> does this make any sense to anybody? Like all that stuff, like, yeah, thank you. You're like, yeah, absolutely. Like every time I would walk in, they're like, oh man, you want to wrestle? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to go over here. Like, I don't know what it is about guys. For some reason, like that is like, the pinnacle of like fun, but like having conversations with a significant other is like terrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like talking to them, like, oh, I was talking to my girlfriend. She just kept like talking. 
I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> what you do in a relationship. What do you, <laughs> you just can't just stay silent the whole time and hope it all works out. Like, what are you, <laughs> some kind of, I don't know, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, boy. Mm. Do I want to get into this last bit? Well, let's try it. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, I've been thinking about something. Um, I know, surprise again. That's like four surprises in this shit. Uh, is it racist? Whoa. Ooh. Most of you are white. It's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, is it racist if all your assumptions about a person's character based solely on the color of skin are totally accurate? Like, for me? Like, I feel like most people just assume that I just go home and watch Frasier and pass out at 10.30 with a nice glass of dry rosé, and they'd be 100% accurate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, guys. That was okay. But you've been better than that, so thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. When she hears Gold Chapman! Glass of rosé and Gold Chapman. That's what we all enjoy. Listen to this podcast again with a glass of rosé and listen to Gold Chapman. Yay! Your next comedian, an incredibly funny man. So glad that he c continues coming to Mutiny Radio even when I act like a super cunt. Uh, he still comes back again and again, and I love him for it. Put your hands together for Richard Sarvate! All night long, make dropping love next day. Wow, this music does not match my personality. <laughs> Pam, I don't think you're a super cunt. You didn't even objectify me when I came up here. I was waiting for it. Oh, thank you. I never, I don't get to be objectified, you know? It's a good feeling for me. I, I'm feeling really good because I watched uh, Tony Hinchcliffe at the punchline and I was like, oh, you don't have to be good at comedy to be really successful. <laughs> it, it has nothing to, they're not related at all. <laughs> at one point in the show, he was like, who wants to do a shot of Patron with me? And then like a bunch of people bought Patron. I'm like, oh, he's just doing this so the club will just ask him back because he makes the most money on drinks. I was like, who here wants to donate $5 to Mutiny Radio right now? <laughs> Who's doing it with me? How does Richard always get the best spots at Mutiny? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my apartment is so clean that it makes women uncomfortable. <laughs> like, usually if a woman comes to your apartment and she compliments you on how clean it is, it's a good thing. But, like, with me, it's like, wow, your apartment's really, it's really clean. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so, like, I don't know, it's, so I try to mess up my apartment a little bit so that, you know, to build comfort. Uh, but, like, the way I mess it up just makes it even creepier. <laughs> you know, like, I'll take, like, an egg out of the fridge and, like, leave it on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to mess it up, you know? Like, I'll just take a chair and just, like, face it against the wall. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't think about it. I don't know. I don't know how to build comfort. I, I just, I don't know how to, like, engage properly in conversations with people either. Like, uh, my friends were talking about uh, the Giants, and I tried to join in, and I was just like, yeah, Jackie Robinson sure did a lot for civil rights. It's, it's real... It's related, <laughs> but it's not relevant. I have to figure that out. <laughs> uh, I'm Indian. My name's Richard. Sometimes I try to tell people that Richard is just a very traditional Indian name. 
you know, like obviously for the past thousand years, people have had names like, you know, Pratik and Srivastava and all that. But if you go 5,000 years back to the Indus Valley, you know, people actually had names like, you know, Jocelyn and Steve. <laughs> you guys know the ancient Indus Valley name Steve? It means gatherer of berries. <laughs> I was walking through Union Square and a guy told me today that Jesus loves me. And uh, when someone tells me that Jesus loves me, I feel like, like a hot girl in middle school. I'm just like, he does? <laughs> what else did he say? <laughs> oh my God, he died for my sins? So sweet. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. <laughs> Islam is the world's fastest growing religion. So I looked this up on Wikipedia. To convert to Islam, all you have to do is say one sentence. Yeah, it's like, and on wi the Wikipedia page, it said, uh, all you have to say is this, the Allah is the one true deity, Muhammad is the prophet. Boom. <laughs> I shouldn't say boom, but you know, like, <laughs> like I, I'm, <laughs> but like, I'm Muslim now, you know. <laughs> but it's just too easy to convert. I mean, no wonder it's the fastest growing, like, you know. And meanwhile, Jewish people are like, well, you got to cut off a piece of your dick. <laughs> I don't know. If I had a religion, I would, just, I would just make it really easy to join. I'd make it so you have to, all you have to do is like step on a crack in the pavement. <laughs> now you're Sarvatist. All right, let's see if I can bring it home hard here. Uh, oh, this is going to be awful. No, it's fine. I'm going to go to Portland, and I, I was looking up the, the slogan for Portland. It's keep Portland weird. Right, but then I also went to Austin last year, and Austin's slogan is "Keep Austin Weird." It's like these cities are so weird that they have the exact same slogan. <laughs> Very factual. All right, thanks, guys. We have disco town. Yay! Richard Sarvate going to Portland. Follow all of his adventures on Facebook or other places you can find him. I'm sure. I'm sure if you look up Richard Sarvate on the internet, all kinds of things will show up. Uh, I don't know what would happen if you if you look up your next comedian. I don't know if it would be like a police report <laughs> or if it would be a strange bondage sex thing gone awry. I don't know uh, if you looked him up on the internet, what would come up. But we know he's going to make you laugh right now. Put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Well, at least I know I have a brand. Oh, look at you, kinky-looking motherfuckers. Speaking of which, have you guys heard of this new form of kink? Consent play? <laughs> oh, it's so hot. My girlfriend keeps fucking it up, though, by saying no. I'm like, it's not, it's like we're not even in the same scene anymore. I do like rough sex, though, I do. And I think it's because I believe that sex is better with an element of danger. Have you ever been fucked with a gun in your mouth? You feel so powerful. I'm on the bottom. I f I'm fucking like a mantis cheating death. And boy, did this mantis come. I'm sorry. I mean, really, if you haven't, whether it's the gun in the mouth, this is usually how it goes, too. The first time it happened, she's like, have you had sex with a gun in your mouth? And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to keep working. I'm, this bit is not dying. I am going to keep rewriting it until it's... <laughs> But either way, whether it's being fucked with a gun in your mouth, the good old blade to your throat, or just a simply raw dogging it at Burning Man, 
I mean, you really don't know who you are until you've been made to come in a really high-stakes situation. And, um, but enough about my kinks. Let me tell you about myself. So I'm going to be getting married next year for the material. Gotta stay, I gotta stay original, folks. Can't keep recycling the same old dick jokes. No. People don't want to hear that. They want to hear, I gotta convert over to that old, my wife and kids are crazy material. Masses don't want to hear about my perversions anymore. No, they just want validation for their own existence. And, uh, well, that premise will have legs eventually. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough, though, too. You're doing that and also involved in a polyamorous relationship with this woman. Now, let me tell you, if you guys are wondering, oh, what's it like being an aspiring stand-up comic with a full-time job who's also poly? It's never having enough free time to fuck anybody else, is what it is. Between work, the open mics, and trying to give the, my primary all the attention, or give her any attention, really, it really requires a lot of time, high-class time management skills. Who knew that being polyamorous was a type A personality activity? You gotta be on top of that shit, is all I'm saying, if you really wanna make this thing work. You know, you also gotta make sure you write your, draft out your jokes more than like three times before putting them on stage. You gotta draft out first draft, second draft, punchline, boom, maybe they'll laugh. Oh no, well then, maybe you should give it up. That is why, that is why all these microphones at open mics have cords. Okay, if you have a bad set, problem, I'm not trying to come on stage, you guys, problem solved. Or if you would act like you're a classy person and you forget to braid your Burberry scarf, new fashion trend for the next stand-up, next generation of comics right here, all right? Chord play. I got a, oh, all right, see if anything comes of that. Thank you, guys. Ooh, Kazuki. Playing with chords, your feelings and emotions. Get Suzuki, yay! All right, everybody, you're here listening to the happy hour on mutinyradio.fm. You next comedian, she's going to make you laugh. You have to clap harder than you've ever clapped this night yet. Please, bring it together. For Elizabeth Mansfield, yay! my first time here so I know um, and I'm gonna make it worse by trying out some new stuff sorry <laughs> I will, I'm just so sick of my old stuff so um, so I have a birthday coming up um, I know I'm, I'm pretty old I'm not I don't I don't think I look as old as I actually am because I like bathe in sunscreen and sunscreen and I'm really immature but I'm turning 35 in like a month and it's really really old for me I'm freaking out um, but I've decided I need to make some changes because like all of my friends have like houses some of them have two houses by now and they have kid no I'm they're rich and they have like like multiple children and I just have like this to take care of so I'm like okay I better start like exercising and like stop getting shit-faced all the time with 25 year olds like I love Millennials like Millennials are my spirit animal like if you guys are in your 20s like I really want to hang out with you I just have so much fun like people my age are so boring <laughs> like I'll hang out with all of you whoever's in your 20s if you're in your 30s don't talk to me um but yeah but I like I just got sick of myself like I was going out to the bars all the time and I was just getting like really really drunk with like children and feeling terrible about myself 
So, and like all the girls, like all the girls in their 20s who are like going out to the bars are like so hot, like just like tiny little legs and like they don't have hips yet. It's just, it's like depressing for me. So I was like, okay, I need to like stop doing that. So I was like, what do like mature adults do to get fucked up? Oh, they get their medical marijuana card. So I went and got that. Um, and now I've, like my self-esteem has gone like through the roof. Like I go out now and I see these girls like just drunk as shit coming out of the bar. It's just like, and I'm just like, I am so much cooler than you. Like, I buy marijuana legally. Like, I have a $300 vaporizer. What do you have? It makes me feel so good. But now I'm just like, I'm like home. All, I just like sit at home and watch Entourage all the time. Like, I just like, I'm constantly using my vibrator because I figured out that it's better when you're high. Which, I don't, if you guys don't know that, like, it's so much better when you're high. Uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot of new things about myself. I've also learned that um, I'm an asshole when I masturbate. Like, the other day, I masturbated to being rich, which was unexpected. Like, I started out this fantasy of me and the guy I'm currently sleeping with, because I'm a loyal slut. Uh, it was me and him, and we're in, like, this beautiful, like, luxurious hotel room. And I was just like starting to get into it. And then like in my fantasy, like he left the room to go get champagne. And the second he was gone, I got so into it. And then I just started being like, I have a 401k. I was like, like, I've got a really comfy like cushion in my savings account. Like if I got fired, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like I just got like so into having money. I was like, I'm gonna be able to retire when I'm 45. And that was that, it was great. Uh, it was the best orgasm I've ever had. Um, what else? Oh yeah, so I am. I started dating this guy, um, and he he's he's a Middle Eastern guy, and I've never not dated a white guy before. I don't know if that's racist or if I'm just an idiot. I'm from Ohio, so like, give me a break. Yeah, cool. Do you just like it, or you're from there too? Oh, you're from there too. Okay, I thought you were just like Ohio is the best. They have the best sweet corn. So good. There's so much to do. Um, cool. Where are you from in Ohio? Nice. I'm from Columbus. There's no joke there. That's just exciting. Um, anyway, so yeah. So I've never dated like a not white dude before. And um, like I feel like I don't know the rule. Like I do things wrong all the time and I don't know it. Like I'll just be like, like totally innocently. Like, do you know anyone in ISIS? Like it's like, it's, it's like a really big group. Or I'll just be like, I mean, do you really have to talk to your mom every day, which I know there's no Middle Eastern here, so yeah, they talk to their moms all the time. Um, or I'll just be like, like, why don't we try me on top for once? Which is like a no-no, because they're controlling. All right, those didn't fly. Um, <laughs> all right, last one. So um, I just got a new job too. It's like all kinds of new things happening. I just got a new job. It's like a really, really big company. And like, there's like 3,000 people at this company and not a day goes by that I don't see somebody that I've seen on a dating app. They're like, they're like everywhere. It's like my own personal Pokemon. I'm just like, ah. Like I, I see this one guy all the time and like I've, I've seen, like I've seen him on every app. Like he's been on Hinge, he's been on Tinder, he's been on Bumble, like everything. And now, like, I don't know how to act around him. Like, I'm so used to swiping left on this guy. Like, I got in an elevator with him, and I was just like, excuse me. Like, I was like, saw him in the coffee room. I was like, I just need to get a snack. Like, I'm just, he, I can't get rid of him. Anyway, okay, you guys have been great. I'm Elizabeth. Thank you. Elizabeth Mansfield. We hope she comes back again and again. Swipe right on Mutiny Radio. Yeah. That's really funny. Just push him out of the way. For those who are listening, she was doing the swipe 
left, but she was pushing a person out. I know. People know. They listen. It's theater of the mind. They got it. I'm sure they got it, listening audience. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's a lovely human being. I've been trying to put together enough people to have like a, a, a dating game sort of comedy show and one of the comedians that would be raffled off is this strange fellow who's really good looking and stuff except he just can't seem to make it with the ladies i'm like what's wrong with him right <laughs> like he presents well on stage and everything else but he must really be a mess put your hands together for jeff dean one day you'll come up with a different introduction pam Hopefully it's because I have a girlfriend, you know. I got this. I got this new T-shirt. It's uh, it's boyfriend material. <laughs> that's that's Ginny's joke. That's Ginny's joke. I have to get. What are you talking about? Do you know what it's made out of? No. You've got to get. <laughs> it's the last time I do one of your jokes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you guys watch, uh, like, marathons ever? Like, you know, Christmas marathons? I love them because I love Christmas movies, you know? And it's like you get to watch them all day. And then, like, they're venturing out. You know, there's, like, sports marathons where you, like, it's like Remember the Titans, Mighty Ducks, you know? And that's great. But, you know, like, you know what movies I love? Like, Schindler's List or, like, The Pianist or, like, Boy with the Striped Pian like, Pajamas? Like, where's the Holocaust <laughs> marathon, you know? Or like we could watch Philadelphia and like, you know, the Dallas Spires Club, like and get an AIDS marathon going, no? Is that too dark? Okay. <laughs> uh, so have you guys heard of Facebook, Facebook Live? I think that uh, you should have a certain amount of friends. Like I think you should be famous if you're gonna do that. Because what happens is it tells every one of your friends that you're, you're like live broadcasting. And people don't read their notifications on Facebook. They just come up on their phone and they look at it. And the other day, this guy, uh, he, he was on Facebook Live and I, I, I started watching and he said, hey, what's up, Jeff Dean? And I was terrified, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> and I thought maybe that like he could see my face, like the camera was, <laughs> Like, that is too intimate. So, you know, you should be famous so that you don't know who's watching you. Because I creep a lot on Facebook. I do. I'm good at it. <laughs> like, Pinterest, I've realized. That's a, you know, if you find a girl on Bumble, you find, you know, of course, her Facebook or Instagram. But if you really want to get to know her, you go under her Pinterest. And that's how you know if it's going to work out. Um, I feel like my friends, uh, they complain a lot about things that seem fairly trivial, you know? And it's like the other, like, there's so much, there's people going through so much more out there. Like, I was watching this documentary where this guy was talking about how he got out of the drug game, and it's like, oh, I was looking down the barrel of a gun, and I couldn't think of anybody but my, my sweet daughter, and, you know, uh, I made it out alive, and thankfully, I, I'm still here. And then, uh... The other, it, it just sounds too familiar. Like the other day, my friend's like, oh, I was in a sales call, and that's when I realized, you know, I need to go to coding boot camp or something. 
I need to reword that one or something. <laughs> Cut it. I don't know. <laughs> um, what else? How how are you doing today, Ginny? Good, good. Um, so, <laughs> Katie, what do you what do you do? I'm supposed to do crowd work. I need to practice crowd work. How are you doing? I mean, that's not what you're supposed to say. What job do you have? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like massage therapy? Yeah, neuromuscular therapy. Uh, I'm fancy. That is great. I wish I touched more people. For That's really, that's all I came up with. All right, that's my time, guys. I'm Jeff Deed. Jeff Deed, everyone. If you stick around for the 8 o'clock Pam Dash's Comedy Clubhouse, you can see him. Talk about his favorite ex-location. Absolutely. Your next comedian, not only did he just walk in the door, he just walked off a podcast last Wednesday called Some Call Me Tim, uh, where he talked about the Church of Eight Wheels and other things that he finds important and not important in the universe. Put your hands together for the very funny Matthew Quirk. All right, comedy, it's about timing. All right, hey, brainwash. Uh, no, fuck. Oh, fucking up all over the place. All right, I'm, I'm stalling while I get my uh, little recording device up here because the, I just cannot live without recording my very important sets here. All right, yeah, I was on uh, Some Call Me Tim this weekend. You get to talk about religion and whatever else comes to mind out there. And I, I can't believe that I didn't get more into uh, my drugs, uh, you know, with religion and all in our discussion, so... Maybe I just a little teaser for the next podcast. All right. Well, it's great to be here in this lively room where everyone is making eye contact with their fucking phones. Jesus Christ, you fucking millennials. I just can't get off this fucking subject with you people. You guys drive me fucking bonkers with your fucking Pokemon go walk off a fucking cliff nav app bullshit for Christ's sake. I mean, I'm having my fucking issues with Tinder now lately. Everyone has issues with that, right? First of all, the whole must be 5'9 thing is driving me fucking crazy. Must be 5'9. Is there a fucking height limit on a dating app? That's fucking... That's bonkers in real life. That's not cyber bonkers. That's bonkers in real life. And the whole Tinder app, man, the whole swipe thing, it just... It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. It's really fucking putting the Roman romance. No, nothing. Uh, how about the pass in passion? I like that one better, but nobody else does. Oh, boy. And uh, I have one more thought about fucking Tinder and all. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, there seems to be a never-ending supply of desperate women on Tinder who all don't want to date me. It's really not helping my self-esteem one fucking bit. Man, and you guys fall in love with this idea that like one out of 50 romances like starts on, you know, online, like that's some good stat or something. And people look starry eyed at me when they explain that to me. They're on like six dating apps for that reason. And I'm like, you know, you know, when I was growing up, one out of one romances occurred in real life. That nothing. You guys, geez, back to your fucking Pokemon Go, I see. Oh, I can just go on and on about you millennials, your fucking diets. Shit, you guys are allergic to peanut butter and bread. 
Man, it leaves no goddamn hope for the future society. You know, I'm not worried about the zombie apocalypse because there's no such thing as zombies, but I'm also not worried about the millennial apocalypse because I'll just make a couple sandwiches and fight your whole fucking generation off. <laughs> My stuff will be safe. Yeah, and the fucking, between that and your fucking fitness delusions, your fucking CrossFit, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit, big for nothing CrossFit. Man, I saw this special on CrossFit where you guys were calling yourselves the fittest people on earth. Now, hold on a minute. How can you call yourself the best at anything when you're not competing against black or brown people? Seriously. More like burning CrossFit. Yeah, that one got the room alive. Yeah, and the weed thing, man, I've seen your de-evolution with weed, man. Back in 1987, when I was growing up, the year America ran out of weed, we had weed or no weed back then. And now with all your fucking dabs and all your fucking vape pens and all your fucking which club has a special on red con you guys don't hoard your roaches and save them for Sunday anymore because they're special man you guys don't do anything like that we used to be upright homo sapiens looking each other in the eye and now you're a bunch of homo sativas and homo indicas all hunched over your nav apps because you lost your ability to find your friends in a park it's fucking pathetic all right, you millennials. Good luck with the future. Yay! Matthew Quirk! Good luck with the future, you millennial fucks. Yay! Matthew Quirk, telling you what it's like when you're almost 50 and you start feeling the creeping changes of, of being in your midlife crisis without the money to do anything about it. That's... <laughs> That's when normal guys buy a Ferrari, Matthew Quirk starts doing comedy. That's the difference here. Excited that he's with us, though. Love him very, very much. Yay, Matthew Quirk. Yay. Your next comedian is my favorite Russian. Uh, he's the only Russian I know right now, actually. <laughs> but... Therefore, it makes him my favorite. Uh, communism is the best. Everybody uh, raise a hand in solidarity for our comrade, Jane Feld. Give it up for Comrade Benjamin, everybody. Hurra! Say, Comrade Benjamin, whose idea was it to get the Jew on this lineup? I was doing an impersonation of Stalin. I feel like not enough comedians impersonate Stalin. You know, like everybody can do like George Bush, but like who can do Stalin? Stalin always like I would need a pipe. Stalin always smoked a pipe and he talked like, basically in the movies he would be portrayed, like if he was let's say writing an email, he, he didn't write emails, right? He had like a dude in full military uniform that would be like typing it up on a typewriter and Stalin would be just like walking around saying, Comrade Roosevelt, I don't think it is just that you're conducting separate negotiations with Nazi Germany. And as to how we got this information, don't worry. It came from a tested, modest person. That was actually the final speech of Stalin in like the Russian James Bond movie. 
That was the, the best thing that a Russian spy, like, see, like, James Bond, you know, he would, like, drive Ferraris and, like, you know, bang chicks and shit. If you were, like, the Soviet James Bond, the best you could do is Stalin would call you a trusted, modest person. Uh, anyways, should we do some material? Um, more on Stalin. More on Stalin. Can't call Did you just call Comrade Stalin a moron? There's, there's a workshop we need you to attend. Why don't you clear up your weekend? Um, let's see. You, you know, you ever like catch yourself how the first time you see something, the first thought you have about it is just like totally stupid? Like I saw this lady, this old lady in motor scooter, just like motoring up a, a hill in San Francisco. It was like a small chihuahua dog like running in front of her. And the first thing I, I thought, I was like, holy fuck, that chihuahua can pull weight. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I am um, guess I would say I'm fun employed right now, which is, uh, which I guess is a nice way of saying that, you know, I could get a job, but I want to find something that I love, because I deserve it. Um, the problem is, so far, the only thing I found is uh, weed and video games, so the fuck am I going to do with that? Um, that said, hey, Penn Benjamin, do you remember this? Uh, it's like a key thing in this uh, in American like labor reform thing, like this fire at the garment factory. What was that name of the factory? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It was like 1911. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like shit, like that. That's right. The Triangle Garment Factory. So, anyways, here's what I think is happening now. I think that what the Triangle Garment Factory did was child labor, and like basically outright abuse and brutality, guys like Google and Facebook are doing with beanbag chairs and ping pong tables and free lunches. You know, like, in either case, like, it basically became benign, right? Because we, we became soft, right? Like, you can't do this with the millennials. You know, you can't lock up a millennial in the factory. He's going to cry for mom and, like, call on his fucking cell phone and tweet about it and, like, you know, post his, like, sad picture or something. But you give him a fucking ping pong table and tell him to just like work 24-7, but he can take break to, you know, to play ping pong and maybe have some snacks, and he'll fucking work. So um, I guess maybe I should dedicate the set to millennials. Thank you, everybody. Gene Fell dedicates the set to the millennials. May they play beer pong forever. Uh, your next comedian, I'm sure he played beer pong in the late 80s uh, when he was probably in college. Funny guy, glad that he's here. Every time he shows up, put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde. Is this me? Is this me? Timing. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, uh, day five, five days, folks, that I've been gluten free. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's working. It's working. Yeah. I'm already 20% more self-righteous. That's right. Um, 
It's true. Uh, and I'm pleased to say that I've lost a whopping six ounces. So I think it's going well so far. Now, the thing is, now that I've made it in show business, I'm trying to take better care of myself. Yeah, eating healthier vegetables. Do you know celery has no calories? And according to science, it has an enzyme that makes you sexier to other people. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Lately, I've been eating so much celery, I got a stalker. Oh. Oh, it's rough, it's rough. Ah, uh, dating's hard, dating's hard. I don't know, online dating, can't stand it. Everyone wants to put a label on themselves. I was talking to one woman online, described herself as a sapiosexual. A sapiosexual. I thought, wow, she's narrowed it down to homo sapiens. This is a standard I can meet. <laughs> then I Googled it. Turns out a sapiosexual is someone who's turned on by intellect. Intellect. And I thought, wow. You gotta be awfully full of yourself to say, I, unlike the rest of those idiots, <laughs> am turned on by intellect. I'm thinking if she's so smart, she would have known what an asshole this makes her look like. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. You think of the, the term making love. Well, making love, that used to be a thing people would say in the movies. I want to make love to you. Make love to me. Yeah, they, they don't say it as much anymore. I think people are grossed out by it. I don't know. How do you even make an emotion? You know? The best I've ever done is make mad, passionate ambivalence to someone. That's not right. I don't know. I don't know. My last girlfriend was polyamorous. Yeah. I just wish she had told me. Mm. So I like the dramatic pause you all take after each punchline because uh, the, the substantial jokes are really great. I don't know. The thing is, sometimes I just put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. The other day, I caught myself faking an orgasm while masturbating. It's, it's rough. Oh, man. Um, I don't like that. I was walking down the street the other day, so I... Guy on a bicycle stopped at a red light. He's wearing, got his earbuds in, and he's playing air guitar really vigorously. I thought, well, that's weird. The San Francisco bicyclist actually stopped at a red light. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Um, going to the airport. My family came here from Mexico, but it was like 100 and roughly 16 years ago. And uh, so I'm just like a normal American guy who just has a tan and dark hair, yeah. So, but it still makes it hard to get to an airport, you know, because they just profile anybody. Uh, anyway, I went through a phase there where I wasn't drinking enough water and I had chapped lips. So I used to always carry the little, the little blue tub of uh, Blistex, you know, the, the little tub. So I had that in my little baggie there as I'm going through security. And I found the one security uh, TSA agent who had never encountered this product before in their life. So she pulls it out, she goes, what's this? And I go, oh, that, that's just a lip ba 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 it's a small bottle of goo. Yeah, so it's a tough word to get through. All right, you guys look mature, I'll try this on you. The other day I was walking through the streets of North Beach and a very attractive woman, very provocatively dressed, walks up to me and says, uh, Hey there, sir, you're handsome. I said, hi. She goes, I'm a dancer over on Broadway. 
and I'm available for private sessions. And I thought, a dancer on Broadway? I love musical theater. This could be a match. She goes, yeah, well, I can show you a wicked time. That's right. That's right. I thought, oh, this could be hot. I thought, maybe I'll fondle her in the alley. Or I could fiddle her on the roof. That's right. Oh, things were getting hot. I said, let's go to your place. Do you have roommates? She goes, mm, cats. <laughs> Once we got there, things heated up. Pretty soon she's screaming, Mamma Mia. And I'm yelling, Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> Finally, when we finish, she looks at me and goes, that'll be five Hamiltons. I said, why do you want money after we just had sex? She goes, rent. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. So the moral of the story is someone tells you they're a dancer on Broadway in San Francisco. It's not the same as if they said it in New York. Still, I'll never forget that girl, Annie. <laughs> right back around uh yeah annie everybody's been wondering if annie's okay you know but that, that but that's michael jackson so that's a little bit different annie are you okay are you okay are you okay annie just stop hitting her in the face she's gonna be okay your next comedian is a really funny lady uh so glad every time she's here you guys put your hands together right now for madison d <laughs> Oh man, for some reason I thought that there was like another person before me, so this is gonna be rough, like rougher than usual. <laughs> um, so, quaaludes, who thinks about them regularly? <laughs> no? Um, the main thing I got out of the Wolf of Wall Street was a desire to do quaaludes. <laughs> but I'm finding them difficult to get my hands on. I'd ask Bill Cosby, but he seems kind of busy these days. <laughs> um, this isn't even a joke, but too bad. Uh, I've spent the past month learning Morse code. I'm currently unemployed. It's been exciting. Um, and because I know the only word anyone ever cares about in a foreign or different language is a swear word, I'm going to teach you guys fuck in Morse code. You're welcome. <laughs> OK, ready? Dot, dot, dash, dot. Dot, dot, dash. Dash, dot, dash, dot. Dash dot dash. You're welcome. Um, hmm. I have a bucket list. I'm only 25, but I feel like you have to start early because otherwise you don't accomplish it. You know. Um, so the first thing is to order a round of drinks at a bar and have the money to pay for it. <laughs> Haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> The second thing, um, a little bit more difficult, have the first alien slash baby born in space. Um, but like, think about it, how cool would that be? <laughs> um, Argentina paid for a woman to go to 
Antarctica or the North Pole? I don't remember which one. Uh, probably Antarctica, though, huh? Uh, just to claim it, they had they sent a pregnant lady down there because like if you have a baby born there, then you have like more claim on the territory. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so like I can claim space for America. I'm happy to take one. Um, and my third bucket list item or life goal, I switch between those two. Life goals are generally more attainable. Uh, is to have a mini menagerie. Like I really want um, a foot long elephant and maybe like a foot and a half tall giraffe and everything else to just like run around my room. Whoa, nobody else wants that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> why did it be so fun? You could put them in your pocket. Um, <laughs> Just like picturing it. Um, so I'm trying to be more observant, like mostly because I really like watching Sherlock Holmes and I, I wish I could be that. Um, <laughs> or with that, at least in the one series. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, I'm okay at it. Like I count steps and stuff now. So like I know how many steps there are to get into my house, which is actually useful when it's dark. Um, but <laughs> the only things like I really know for like observing humans is to look at like hands and feet, you know, like do they have a wedding ring, which I fuck up regularly. Not like I date married men or anything, just like I always think of my own left hand and then look at the wrong hand and so I think a lot of people are married and then it's like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> um, so I focus on hands and feet and really the only thing I know is that um, Lesbians have short, clean fingernails, so I'm like <laughs> extrapolating that to men as well. So I figure like any man who wants to sleep with a woman also has short, clean fingernails. But mostly, this just means I spend my days like looking at people's hands and thinking about them fingering me. <laughs> okay, thanks. Madison D. I challenge you all this week to not think about her fingering herself. Yay! Your next comedian is another funny man. I'm so glad he's here. Uh, this is uh, what a rare time that we get to see him, so you guys are in luck! So clap like you've never clapped before for Mark Alexander! Let's all go to the movies. Let's all... I uh, I thought we were working that out, Pam. I thought we were going to play that. Never mind. Whoops. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, I am in town from L.A., and I love being here. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this. I'm going to start off with, a, with an impression. You guys like impressions. You guys are going to know what it is when you hear it. Thank you. Uh, you'll know this impression immediately. Oh. 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 Ugh. Thank you. That was Jiro Dreamy of Sushi. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is black and white and green all over? Anyone have any guesses? Okay, it's the Segregated Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I in LA, I make pizza for a living. I work at a gourmet uh, wood-fired pizza place. I also uh, can sing, so I'm working on a pizza-themed, multi-genre music album. 
And the first track of my pizza-themed multi-genre music album is called Ricotta Be Kidding Me. <laughs> my second track is from a very popular musical, and it's called The Journey of Parmesan Valjean. Thank you. And the third one, uh, it's called My Heart Burns, and it's a love ballad between myself and John Bon Anchovy. Thank you. These don't work in LA either, just letting you know. <laughs> uh, let's work out something. I'm up here and I'm single now, which is not the case when I was last here. Uh, I found out I was in a codependent relationship uh, the same way a uh, whale finds out that there are just like creatures all over its body and I had to shake him away, uh, but he still has my keys. Uh, he still has the keys to my apartment. Uh, so now I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel him watching me sleep at night. And this is where I know he's going to murder me or marry me. You, you can go either way. Uh, and I open my eyes and I'm ready to accept my fate. And there's nobody there. And I'm like, oh, thank God it's just a ghost. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being haunted. Woo. I don't know if you've ever been in a codependent relationship, but uh, it's not as bad. I'll work that one out. I really thought, I was like, you know what? I could just marry this. I could just get on stage and I can work it out. Not going to work. Let's see. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. <sighs> I'm blanking now. That's a shame. Why do you have undies on your hat? Oh, I'm on a Me Undies comedy tour. Uh, just if I tag everything on Instagram, Me Undies, I'm hoping they'll start sponsoring me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I brought three pairs of Me Undies on this tour. Uh, and when I say tour, it's just here in one show for five days. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's just my tour. Uh, very hastily planned my tour. I got off, uh, got off the mega bus, and I've just been kind of wandering around aimlessly. Uh, ended up on Broadway, so I got your reference. I was like, oh, this is where the strippers are. Yep. All right. I've had better sets. But I love this place, and I'm glad I'm here. Pam, let's get some time back in the room, yeah? Yay! Mark Alexander, all the way from L.A., all the way from L.A., yeah! All right, uh, your next comedian is a degenerate in many states, uh, many cities in many states, all the way from, I mean, the entire Northwest, I think. He might have warrants out for his arrest. You guys are going to love him right now, though. Put your hands together for Ethan Albers. Yeah, total have warrants out for my arrest in several states. I fled the state of Washington, actually, in 2011. I put a car around telephone pole drunk and just ran. It's a true story. You do the same thing. You look like somebody who's put a car around a telephone pole. Classic 166 Fairlane. You wrecked a classic car around a telephone pole with your girlfriend at the time in the passenger seat. And it fled. That's what you did. You look like that person. You don't look like that person. You don't either. Anybody else in here. You look like you talk shit to puppies. Like you say evil stuff. 
Like, why you got big feet, puppy? Don't you know you're never going to see your mom again? Like, you're that kind of person. <laughs> talking shit to puppies. <laughs> uh, who has mental illness in here? Round of applause if you have mental illness. Mm. I was going to say, if you're not clapping, I was going to say, you're not doing it right. We're all here for a reason, right? Detachment issues, whatever else. What do you got? What's your, what's, what are you diagnosed with? Self or doctor? What do you got? Yeah. Extreme narcissism, right? We're all great, right? We're all our own gods, right? We're all our own gods. What about you? What do you got? Nothing. Nothing. Round of applause for the healthy, chemically balanced guy. <laughs> Your parents kept you off of high fructose corn syrup as a kid, huh? Huh? Yeah, you weren't allowed. You have great teeth. Like, you weren't allowed to drink juice or anything. You had whole milk, fucking kale. I see this guy's childhood. You're fucking Asperger's as fuck. Like, I don't know. It happens. Ken Suzuki, you're Ken Suzuki. Your own classification. That's in between awesome and very sad. I don't know. <laughs> That's a joke. I, uh, I, my entire childhood was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, OCD, and Asperger's. That's why I was diagnosed when I was five. It's a good diagnosis. When you're five, they throw it at you. So I had to go ahead. I just had to free pass because everybody knows Tourette's swear. So I was just like, you fucking faggot. Just like yelling shit. And people were like, whoa. And they're like, he has Tourette's. And I'm like, oh, okay. Turns out I was just a fucking asshole as a kid. Because <laughs> uh, I found out as an adult when I went in and I was like, hey, man, I'm like crazy all the time. Uh, why do I self-destructive behavior? Um, I went in, and I don't know if you guys have ever, ever, like, gone in as an adult to, like, a mental health facility. And I was in, I went to the one out on 5th and Geary. Wonderful Kaiser Permanente. Great establishment. <laughs> Fucking, you know, there's nothing healthier than when you, like, walk up to, like, a window. You know, where, like, a normal doctor's office has a receptionist. But, like, mental health facilities has, like, three inches of fucking bulletproof glass with, like, key marks. So you're like, yeah, this is fucking awesome, right? Key marks. I love this. So I'm like there, and I'm like, Lay's like, fill this out, honey, trying to be all positive. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you suicidal? I'm like, no, I'm feeling pretty good today. But who knows? Maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll surprise you while we're here. I don't know, right? <laughs> so I look, and she has this, like, this, like you know, uh, this. I remember, never forget this fucking sticker on the window. She's like, the hardest thing about life is stopping at one piece of cake. And I was like, that kind of makes me want to kill myself. But I didn't tell you that. You don't say that stuff in a doctor's office. Don't say I'm going to kill myself. So she gives me this, like, thing, and I'm filling it out in his, like, doctor's office. Uh, not doctor's office, a waiting room. And, like, you ever take a test, and you're like, fucking, I'm a genius, man. It's like, do you want to kill yourself? No. Uh, do you fucking, you know, wear people's skin or whatever? Like, fucking no, I don't. I'm, like, fucking perfect. I'm fucking, I'm the sanest person. Like, I visioned it. Like, I was going to hand it to the doctor. They're like, you're perfectly fine. High five. Here's some candy. Get on the way, dude. Just like keep doing you. You're just a unique butterfly like everyone else, right? Start an Instagram. Maybe you'll get some followers. I'll follow you. Doctors follow patients, right? I don't know. So, <laughs> so I walk in. I hand this. I'm like really fucking proud. And one's like, oh, you did really good. I'm like, yeah, I fucking study for this. Like say you're not going to kill yourself. Like totally lie. She goes, I'm going to give you a mood evaluation. Uh, well, that was, a, that was a test I definitely didn't prepare for. I failed it, failed a mood evaluation. And she goes, Ethan, I don't know how to tell you this. Um, I think you're uh, bipolar 2. I think, how does that make you feel? I'm like, I don't know, but bipolar 2 is kind of a crazy thought. She goes, um, I, uh, she's like, I think all your mental health issues are you just were wrongly diagnosed. 
and even taking the wrong medications. She was like, well, butrin, uh, for people who need it, works. For people like you, it turns them into lunatics. And I'm like, oh. She goes, do you still have any of the Adderall that you prescribed from the previous doctor? I'm like, yeah, I got a whole bottle. She's like, don't do that. Don't take that. Because when you're bipolar, uh, it, it's pretty much like speedballing. Her terms, you're pretty much speedballing. In the back of my head, I'm like, I got a whole fucking medicine cabinet full of speedballs at home. I can't wait to get fucking gacked out of my mind, drink a little, and fucking be a lunatic on Polk Street, right? I'm going to be fucking perfect. Scare fucking kale good teeth. Fucking probably try to pick a fight with you. I don't know. You look like a nice guy, but it's always picked the fucking the nice guy in the bar. Like, what are you fucking saying to me? They're like, what? No, I don't know. I'm a bully. I have problems. That's what I'm saying. It's my message. I'm Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so she goes, Ethan, uh, how do you feel uh, about uh, me prescribing you lithium? And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good, Doc. But do you have any other medication that's nine named after 90s grunge songs? Perhaps some Black Hole Suns? And she was like, uh, no. And didn't get the reference. Didn't get the Black Hole Sun reference. So I took lithium for a little while. And then I stopped. Because I cured myself, guys. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all better. I'm all better. I'm all better. Who drinks too much in here? Did you just raise your hand? What's too much for Mr. Chemically Sane Balanced? Three beers? What? Oh, so it doesn't take much to get fucked up. Oh, that's adorable. Round of applause. He's like the perfect friend. He holds his shit together. I bet when you get drunk, he's just one of those guys that's like, dude, I just love you, man. I just appreciate you so much. Like, without the accents, it's like this fucking white guy. Oh, man. What's the worst thing you've ever done to a person? Oh, this could be good. This could be good. Ken Suzuki, what's the worst thing before I leave? What's the worst thing you've ever done to a person? Round of applause for that. Ethan Albers bringing out the worst in everybody. Yeah, no, and the best. It was a great set. Yay, huzzah, and hooray. Your next comedian is a hilarious lady. Uh, she runs the Comedy Chop once a month at Purple Onion at Kells. You guys should follow her, everything she does. Put your hands together right now for Katie Carnes. Around when he gets on the stand, then when he plays, he gets a hand. The rhythm he beats puts the cats in a train. I'm human. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? You're good. You're good. I didn't need you to clap there. Um, I hate that question. I hate that question so much, right? You're just like hanging out. You see people you know like every week. Like, oh my God, how are you? Or every day at work, how are you? How are you? Not so good, actually. Normally, I'm not that good. My eyes falling out. My brains are coming out of my nose today. I want to hit all the parking meter maids. Not that good. How are you? They're like, I'm good. I'm so good. They don't like talking to me after that. So I don't like being asked how you are. I don't like it. don't like it at all. Um, Trump. He's coming up, huh? Yay, yay for Trump, everyone? Yeah, yeah for Trump. 
I really think that we should be excited about this because it's the longest running bit anyone has ever done. <laughs> and I just think that's amazing. That's amazing. He deserves an Academy Award. Really, I'm, I'm just stoked for him and Ashton Kutcher to be working together for, um, for fucked instead of punked. We're all fucked. That's what this is. Did I mention how much I hate people today? Is that what's, uh, is that what's going on? Um, I had a weird thought. I had a little bit of weird thought. I was like, you know, ISIS. Maybe they have something. <laughs> right? And then I thought, I was like, oh, no, I'm starting my period. That's... <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> Being a woman is sucky. I don't, I think that's all I wanted to say. I was like, could I get away with saying that? And I did. And I was pretty excited about that, actually. Um, I know what you guys are thinking. Lonely cat lady, right? You, you, yeah, that's all right. No, I, I saw it. You were like, mm, you're a lonely cat lady. I get it. It's fine. I am. That's, that's all right. It's all right. Except I hate cats. I know, it's weird, but I hate cats. You like cats, don't you? I know Pam loves cats. I just, I just can't get down with them. They're just too self-aware. They're just, they just know what you're thinking. They look at you and they're like, mm, you're, uh, they're just all judgy. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But it's, it's kind of less the cats and more the cat people, right? Because I tell people this all the time. I'm like, ah, don't like cats. Sorry, I don't want to touch them. They're like, what? <laughs> how, do you, how do you hate cats? No, you can't hate cats. You haven't met my cat. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to meet your cat. <laughs> like, no, no, you got to see it. Oh my God, look at it. And they'll just show me their phone like I give a fuck. My face says I care. I want to tell you right now, I don't. I don't care. And as a massage therapist, I really should care because people tell me things all the time, weird, ridiculous things all day. And I'm like, ah, don't care, you know? And this woman comes in today and she's like, it's like 11 and she's wearing yoga pants. And, you know, she's got her kombucha. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, my day. And I'm like, oh my God, sweetie, tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> tell me all about it. And she's like, oh, well, first of all, they didn't have fat-free olive oil. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And my husband, his um, mistress rescheduled, so now I have to suck his dick today. I was like, oh, sweetie. We have totally different lives. I'm broke. Woo! Anyone, anyone else broke here? You guys don't look broke. <laughs> What's happening here? Where? Who are you? Oh, all right. Well, welcome. Good, good. Um, so if you're not from around here, there's a lot of break-ins. People break into cars all the time. I've, my car doesn't get broken into at all because it's a piece of shit car. Perfect security system, I'm telling you. Um, it's really lovely to wake up and to see everyone's car with smashed windows and stuff pulled out. And then my car with like a couple bucks thrown on it. <laughs> with a little sign that says keep riding dirty. So I'm going to keep doing that. I love you guys. Happy days. Beach, keep riding dirty. Get a cars. Yeah, go uh, look up the comedy chop and go to one of her shows there at the Purple Onion. A wonderful time. Always.
there at the Pavilion. Hey, your next comedian. He has been having a little trouble on the internets today. I have been similar. I've wanted to throw my iPad across the room because it just won't tag. What's wrong with Facebook today? I'm excited that he's here. You guys are going to love his jokes. Put your hands together for Adam Rubenfeld. Hey, everybody. So my, I don't know why I do that. I've watched way too many episodes of Douglas movies, and that's just like ingrained in my brain. That, that's a default saying that I have. Uh, give it up for young Jason Schwartzman for taking all that heckling. <laughs> he did great for his first time here. I sing things now. Uh, so, Pam, I brought you a gift, as I usually do, because I'm usually coming from a place that has food. I brought biryani, and uh, it has raita. It's kind of spicy. I'm pretty sure, like, less than 30% of it is semen. I'm, like, 50% sure of that, and of that, I'm 100% sure. Uh, I am the world's oldest 30-year-old, because I can't figure out fucking Facebook at all to save my life. It was like, follow the directions, tag this, comment on this, like this. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to try and uh, uh, tag a non-person entity, the Mutiny Radio. And it was kind of like um, Henry Higgins trying to explain to Eliza Doolittle, but like a millennial version. So Pam's like, Mutiny Radio, perfect hyperlink. I can click on it. I type in Mutiny Radio, nothing. She's like, no, do at, then Mutiny Radio. And I'm like, why why doesn't it work? I'm never going to get it right. That is a shitty Eliza Doolittle, holy fuck. So I put at Mutiny Radio, nothing. And then I go, why, Lord? And then she's like, Adam Rubenfeld, again, tagging me with a hyperlink to taunt me at my inability to internet. I just made stabbing motions for the people listening to this. All right, it's like, make a space between. So I go, at, space, space, mutiny, space, radio, nothing. Then I go again, at, mutiny, space, radio, rage quit. So that was my day. I had to say, oh shit, I'm eating up all my uh, time doing this. But I only had two jokes. My birthday is uh, tomorrow. So I will be 31 years young. I don't know what, what that threshold is that you're supposed to pass over where you can say young instead of old. Like if they, they hand me a knee brace as soon as I start using it. Like, can I use that 31? I'm always afraid that a person who's older than me is going to like punch me out and be like, oh, my back's not what it used to be. It's like, shut up, motherfucker. Wait till you get your AARP card, then we can talk. Um, All right, I got two jokes that uh, I've said exactly once. I have no segues. I'm honest about that because I'm not good enough for it. No, um, these are kind of political whatever has arise, so I usually get nods instead of uh, likes or anything. Likes, fuck, I'm still on the internet. I can't, I'm fucking up real life by using internet terms. No, all right, all right, so um, I have a beef with cops. Oh my God, that's controversial right now. Uh, I, I love cops. Uh, my dare officer, Officer Elmer, was cool as shit, dude. Uh, me and my friends used to do that, like, you know that, that truck thing that you do when you want the truck to honk? Uh, he would flash his lights. It was really cool. Uh, you could tell I grew up in the suburbs because if you do this at a cop car in the city, you get some stop and frisk action. Uh, <laughs> But, but he was cool. Now, my, uh, my only problem with cops is um, accountability. 
This is going to get dark. So uh, my cousin CHP, and he's cool. He's a weird, funny conundrum. He's like a gay Republican cop. So I don't know how he came to be. Like, that is, that is the chaos. There is no order in the universe, because that is like chaos things. That's like Mad Libs person. So uh, he, he's a good guy. He's brilliant. He's a guy you want to be CHP. But he has to defend his, you know, not Mensa candidate brothers in arms. So he's like, you don't know how tough it is out there, man. You don't know if all that stuff going on, you don't know how hard it is. And I just like, yeah, I don't know because I didn't take that job. I work at a bank. The only thing I'm supposed to do is walk in and there's money. And when I walk out, there still needs to be money there. That's the only thing they have me guarding. I don't have any, nothing is ambulatory. As long as it hasn't become sentient and crossed the threshold, I get to keep my job and show up the next day. So, but my problem is, is that if I were felt threatened at work one day, guy's coming over and he's making me feel nervous and I throw $1,000 at him. And he dies, because how am I supposed to know he's an albino hemophiliac with a severe allergic reaction to paper? Uh, this, isn't, this isn't the place for him, but I'm pretty sure I would be held accountable for that. And like the, the guy who took the picture on the, the Twitter verse and Instagrams and whatever you damn kids with your rap music uh, listen to where he was like licking all the Taco Bell taco shells, like a picture of him like going down the line like, uh, that guy, if he served those tacos and every single one of those people died because he had terrible hygiene or some better filler joke that I'll think of later. <laughs> Uh, he would be held accountable for that. So that, that's my only beef. That's my only beef with cops. There we go. That wasn't as fun. I, I don't have an ending punchline for that. My other one that's weird is this. So I'm Jewish. Uh, my last name is Rubenfeld. Don't know if you got that for those born two seconds ago. Um, but I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a pro-Israel person, but I'm not like a pro-Zionist. Like I'm, I'm more Zen than anything. Uh, we could go into this on the lovely Miss Benjamin's new podcast. Some call me Tim. Yeah, plug. Do I get more time for that? Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna finish this joke. So um, I'm, I'm a very Zen person. A place for everyone. Everyone has their place. I always think this one thing. All right, Ju Jerusalem. That's the thing. Everyone's fucking blowing, shooting, whatever the fuck up to uh, kill themselves over because it's the mythical holy land of the three main religions. So I think they should do a thing. It'll never fucking happen because everyone's like me, mine. Like we're all fucking Smeagols trying to hoard that ring. Uh, put, put a wall around Jerusalem. I know there's plenty of walls. Have Trump finish the wall. I don't care who he gets to pay for it. Uh, around Jerusalem, make it like the Vatican. Like the Vatican's in, uh, in Italy, but it's not part of Italy. It's its own shit. They police themselves. Get Jerusalem and uh, put like... The super rabbi, the super priest, and like the super imam, and have them be like a council. Also, the worst additions to the Justice League team. I don't know what super rabbi's power is, but it may be, I don't know, it's the ability to make $20 last all week. <laughs> Uh, but you get all those people, and you put them in charge. But I, I looked into it, and all right, so here's what's going to happen in Jerusalem once we have, like, all that shit. All right, so there's holidays. There's, like, 14 major Muslim holidays and, like, 16 Christian and, like, 22 Jewish holidays because every day is a blessing. So that's, like, 60 
holidays in that's like a holiday every six days which you know what that means sweet motherfucking raves all fucking time get a vici out there like by the wailing wall set up his fucking wall of sound put speakers and all that shit that shit's old it'll hold up nice uh and then it's just like <clears throat> now it's going hold on i'm going into announcer mode i'm all hyped up here so i have to like Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Feast of the Sacred Heart last week. We enjoyed your company. Now everybody's ready for Tubish Vibe. It's a harvest celebration. Raise that corn up. Raise it up high. And we'll come back next week because we're going to have Ramadan all woo, woo, month woo, woo, long. When I say Rama, you say Don. Rama. Rama. Woo. Side out, yo. Putting the, the bomb in Ramadan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yay! Uh, we have one last comedian for you guys here on the Happy Hour Open Mic. Then we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back at 8 o'clock with Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Ooh, thank you. Um, if you uh, want to stay, you are welcome to do it. It's uh, $5 and you get a treat, a cookie brownie treat, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So you can get one and not stay if you want to support the station. Good times. Put your hands together for your last comedian of the night uh, all the way from the UK. A really funny guy, uh, rugby aficionado and hilarious man. Put your hands together for Johnny Isaacs. Hello, everybody. Hi, Pam. Uh, I don't think using the Vatican as a basis for any kind of religion is a good idea. <laughs> or the kiddie fiddling. Um, uh, this is Dave and Amy, everybody. Dave and Amy are from England as well. Uh, we went to high school together uh, a long time ago. Yeah, Dave and I, we were all part of a, like a quite close group of friends, still very close. Dave and I are what is technically known by teachers as a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Uh, we terrorized quite a lot of teachers. Dave made, that we know of, at least one teacher cry. Um, uh, he wasn't allowed to sit next to anyone that he knew. <laughs> and, uh, and I goaded a teacher into kicking me once, um, which was quite fun. We had some really good times. Da that was that time that Dave fell over and broke his elbow. And that time that Dave fell over and knocked all his teeth out. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Dave's the 60% plastic and or metal. Uh, yeah, we had some good times. Uh, and then we took a different trajectory. Dave and Amy went on to very good universities. Amy did architecture and is now associate director at an architecture firm. Dave just got a PhD, and I do this. <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> you are. Uh, the, yeah, the frustrating thing is Dave was the funny one. <laughs> uh, so I'm not quite sure how this happened. Um, speaking of failures, I uh, <laughs> recently started driving for Uber uh, to supplement my income, which is uh, exciting times. Uh, I went to pick someone up at the airport the other day, and uh, he complained that he didn't have room to put his luggage anywhere. And I said, well, that's not really my problem, mate. If I were you, I'd be a little bit more worried that you don't have a helmet. Because <laughs> uh, mo motorcycles are dangerous. <laughs> really fucking dangerous. Um, 
Uh, yeah, the best thing about ri riding Uber, I call it, uh, <laughs> is that you only get the most adventurous passengers, only the ones willing to take a risk. They get that tiny little picture of my red Honda Shadow, and they're like, fucking, let's go for it. Um, and uh, yeah, you can't hear them scream, most importantly. <laughs> the bike's really loud. There's no chit-chat, there's no idle Uber chit-chat, because that's nonsense. And, uh, and nobody's died yet, so um, here we go. Um, no, I don't really ride for Uber. Um, I don't. I've been riding a motorcycle for about a year. Uh, and uh, <laughs> when I first posted a picture of my bike on, on the internet, I got a message from a friend of mine, a friend of mine, and it said nothing, it said simply this, no lead-in, no hello, it just said 33 times more likely to die in a, on a motorcycle than in a car. Three friends have died, said with love. Well, that's not said with love, is it? That's said with, that's said with passive aggression. <laughs> said with really strong passive aggression. I'm like, all right, dickhead, I know that motorcycles are dangerous. I'm not doing this just because I thought it was, you know, a really handy thing. I did it because it's like smoking. Motorcycles are like smoking. I know there's a high chance I'll die a gruesome death, but I'll look really cool in the interim. <laughs> Big old poser here. Um, I get really bad... Um, Man intimidation, I call it. I get intimidated by manlier men, and uh, and there used to be. I don't know if they still do it. Before, um, after the joke workshop here on a Monday night, there's a a motorcycle podcast, and I used to leave here, get on my bike, and there's all these guys standing outside who've been riding for like 40 years. And the first time I I did it, I t the hardest part of riding a motorcycle is riding really, really slowly. And so I went to take off and turn left, and I almost crashed into the car in front of me. And all of these guys just burst out laughing. And I don't come to happy hour, it's a joke workshop anymore. Uh, just uh, peer pressured out of it. Um, what else was I gonna say about riding motorcycle? Yeah, uh, so when I, it, they are dangerous. I'm aware that they're dangerous, but the benefits are great. So I moved over to the East Bay a while ago, and that bridge is a nightmare. Actually, right now, Friday evenings are the worst. Driving over the bridge, uh, navigating bridge traffic, very heavy bridge traffic, uh, lane splitting cars to get here in time to do a set while staring blindly into the sun is probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Every fucking Friday. But it's worth it. I, get, I haven't, again, haven't died so far, so it's fine. Um, when, I went, when I went and got uh, all my kit, to, like all my gear and stuff, I bought a helmet and I said to someone, I was like, what's the difference between a... Uh, a, you know, a full face helmet with a big you know, face guard and stuff and uh, just a three-quarter helmet. And the guy said, you know, they're a little bit more comfortable if you get a three-quarter helmet, but if you have a crash with a full face helmet, you'll still have a face. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I think I'll go for that one then. So I got that one and that, like, of all the benefits, there's loads of benefits of riding, you know, you get to lane split, parking's really easy and really cheap, but the best, what, the best thing about having a full face helmet and uh, is that it, hires, it hides the look of terror on my face <laughs> at any given. That's the payoff when getting a motorcycle. Is, is, it's, there's loads of benefits directly offset by the perpetual fear of death. Like, every time you get on it, it's just absolutely terrifying. But I do love it. It's, uh, it's really good. Um, I haven't got much else to say, really, Pam. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks very much. Hooray! Johnny Isaacs is still alive! Yay! Despite him trying to kill himself on the bridge, he's still with us! Yay!
Thank you guys so much for being with us here tonight on the happy hour. We're finishing early, but that's okay. Please hang out. Uh, go get a drink. Stick around. Uh, it's only five bucks to stay for Pamtastic's eight o'clock, but you get a free cookie brownie treat that'll make you have a really good time. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, hey, or come back and listen to us next week on the happy hour every Friday from six to eight here on Mutiny Radio FM. Good night. As we
tuned in to Mutiny Radio. This is the Flat Black Plastic Show. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. 
when Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio. That is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now, to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! <laughs> this is dog's fucking... 